This is Coffee with Timmy. Hello, welcome to Coffee with Timmy. How are you doing? I've not posted um, in about two weeks now, I think. And it's mainly because I've been a bit unsettled and I couldn't make up my mind what I wanted to talk about. I like to say it's not too late. So I'm going to say, well, um, um, happy Mother's Month. Happy Mother's Month. I was going to do something last week for Mother's Day. But again, because of the way I was feeling, I didn't, it just didn't feel appropriate somehow. So I didn't forget you. I hope you had a, a wonderful Mother's Day. I hope you were spoiled. Those who are mothers to so many, not just their own children. It doesn't matter whether you're a biological mother or you've just been there for so many people. And I salute you. Today, I want to talk about grief. Why I've been unsettled is because a number of people that I know have had unexpected deaths in their family. The thing with death is we never want it, okay? Um, we, uh, I see it in a, in a very funny way from, from other people. For me, and maybe because of where I come from, when people die at a certain age, we celebrate. And a certain age for us to celebrate will be 70 and over. Anything below is, is young, but it doesn't really matter. If someone is family, 70, 100, we don't want them to go. I sometimes think it's selfish of us wanting them to stay, but the reality is everybody's going to go at one time or another. I'm not being flippant about this, and I'm really kind of troubled about the number of deaths that have happened this year that I know of. I have been fortunate that nobody that I've been that I a family um, have met this end. But not that, that notwithstanding, it's still troubling that this unexpected death, especially in the last couple of weeks, have happened. When someone has been sick, and it depends on kind of sickness as well. When someone is terminally ill, the doctors say they're terminally ill, or they've just been sick for so long, somehow subconsciously, we think um, they might die. And we kind of ready without knowing that we're ready you know it's like you you build on a shock absorber for when the news come and when the news does come you kind of you take it you do all the necessary things that need to be done and then at least for me when something bad happens you know i it's i mean i'm in shock and i'm i go on autopilot and i do whatever i need to do and then afterwards it will hit me you know it can hit me months down the line but in this case, death is never, is, I don't think that death is ever welcome, you know, unless it's the person's um, situation is really tragic, but still for those who are left behind, it's never welcome. And there's so many things that um, they say about um, letting it go, they've gone back to God. Even when as Christians, we know if someone who is a Christian dies, someone who is a believer, who knows that Jesus as the Lord and Savior dies, we know where they're going, but it doesn't make it easier for those of us who are left behind, you know? And I just looked, I was thinking about it um, just this morning, and I realized this is what I need to talk about. I need to talk about grief. It said that there are five stages of grief. Denial, which I think we all understand. It's denial, 
Um, the second one is anger. The third is bargaining. The fourth is depression. And the fifth is acceptance. And the denial, I understand immediately. You know, it's no, I know it didn't happen. No, I can't know that you're, you're lying. This cannot be, how can this be happening? You know, all sorts of things that we say, or we just don't want to accept that that has happened. And then the anger, the anger, I, we, I think we're angry with God. How can you do this? How can you let this happen? How can this person be gone? Um, why didn't you save them? Why didn't you heal them? Whatever it is, we're angry. And it's not that anybody else that we're angry, but we're angry with God. We cannot know why he's done a particular, uh, this thing, taking this person at this time until we get to heaven. And I always say that I have so many questions to ask God when I get to heaven. But I do know that when I get there, I don't have any questions again because I made it, that's all. But I do know that this kind of thing troubles me. And I have a friend, a very close friend of mine that he just cannot accept death. It doesn't matter how old the person is, he just cannot accept it because he thinks we should not die. You know, that should not be our portion again. So we see things differently in that way. I think for me, because I grew up with sickness, not me being sick, but a close uh, family member being sick. I grew up with that and it, I cannot take people being sick, you see? I cannot stand it. I cannot, for example, go to, I, I will go to an hospital if I am pushed, you know? It's something that I cannot avoid, but I cannot, I don't like to be around sick people. I don't know what to do, what to say. And I, I think I've had enough of it growing up because it happened when I was much younger, you know? So I grew up knowing someone is sick, having to deal with the sickness and this. So I, I, I don't like it. I need to, and my attitude to death is very different. I wouldn't say it now because I don't want to offend people. And that's, that's, not, um, that's not my reason here for doing this. So we are in denial of that that person is gone. And then we get angry. We, we really get angry. Sometimes we say things that we shouldn't say. And sometimes we think things that we shouldn't think against God, against other people, but then it's, the person is gone. When the anger has left and then it says we bargain. For me, I always think, who are you going to bargain with when it comes to this? And what is the bargaining? The only thing that can, that can make this better is for the person to leave again, is for the person to rise up from death. And if they can't, what are we bargaining for? What are we saying? Are we going to say, I'm giving my life for this person? You know, who are we going to bargain with? Are we going to bargain with death? Are we bargaining with God for to say what? That's what I'm saying, now, to say what? So I don't understand the bargaining part of, of grieving and then depression. This is where I'm really so afraid of. We've already had so many, we already have, not just past tense now, we already have so many things. We keep saying COVID is gone and then you hear there's a fourth wave, there's a fifth wave. And this death on, um, have not even been COVID related. You know, it has not all been COVID related. Uh, there was a time when every month, if not every week, we were hearing of somebody um, dying because of COVID, 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 COVID related. There's, I mean, we've lost so many young people so many people that we thought they were at the peak of their of of their of fitness of their health of their life and it's just gone like that 
and I think for me, I, I, I just assume this year, it's all, it's all gone. Things have settled down or are settling down. No more COVID death. And in my mind, it read no more death, you know? So this has been a shock to me. And um, the depression, I am very worried about this, this family, like family, they're still my family. They might not be my biological family, but their family. And I don't know what to say. I don't know how to deal with it. Um, last year we had uh, Dr. Babalos talking to us about grieving and I'll, I'll, I'll put part of what she said here now. And I don't know, I want them to know that if they need me, I am there. I don't know what to say. I'm so very bad at this. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I can just be. If you want me to be there and be quiet, I know how to be quiet. I can just be there. That's all. But I, I need you to know that I am there for you should you need me. Just pick up the phone. I am there. The depression is, is very real. Especially if you have lost so many people or you know so many people who have died, whether they're family or, or, or you know, just people that you know. In the past two years, please, if you need help, if you've lost someone recently, you've lost someone last year, in the last two years, to COVID or to any other thing, please reach out to don't um don't don't think that nobody cares that's what i'm saying because the thing with with depression that i find also and i have been there that i've had to say to myself i've had to diagnose myself and say i think i'm depressed and i, I you when you begin to close off when you think everybody's life is going on and unfortunately that is it when things are happening to you it's happening to you and not to anybody else Nobody else can feel what you're feeling, you see? So life just keeps going. You want to say to, you want to say, pause, world pause, you know, just stop. Let me, let me walk through this. Let this up, let, you know, let my life walk through this and then you can start rolling again. But it doesn't stop. It just keeps going. The, the minutes, the hours, the days, they just keep rolling. And there's nothing we can do about it. But that does not mean that, your family do not care about you. It does not mean that your friends do not care, care about you. you. Your friends are going to go to work. They're going to go and look after their family, but they are there for you. If you need them, they're there for you. Because we don't know how you are grieving. We don't know how long it's going to take you. And one of the things that, she, that Dr. Merritt said last year was that it can take any amount of time. Everybody's different. We just need to let people grieve the way they want to for as long as they want to because things affect all of us differently. And I just want to say to those of us who may know somebody who is, um, it might not even be death in this case, it might be anything that has been a loss to them or they're going through anything, maybe even a loss of job can even cause grief. Let them just know that you're there. Let's, don't give up, you know, because I think it's the giving up is, oh, I've tried, there's nothing more I can do. She's not talking to me, he's not talking. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know what's going on with her. They can't express it right now. They can't express how they're feeling because they don't think anybody else understands. And the truth of the matter is, if I'm not going through what you're going through, or if I've not been through it, I may not feel what you're feeling. I can sympathize with you, but I cannot empathize with you. That's just the truth of the matter. But that does not mean I don't care about you or what you're going through please reach out to someone, please reach out to someone. And when you are ready to accept 
that that has finally happened and you want to cry, please cry. Whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, please cry. I've never ever subscribed to this, um, don't cry, um, chin up, uh, you're a big girl, um, you're an adult. You need to let it out. It, um, some, some people say it doesn't change anything, that's okay, but it relieves you. It, it relieves you, whether you're a man or a woman, please cry if you want to cry. If you have to go off somewhere, if you have to drive your car somewhere, I cry in the bathroom. I go into the bathroom, I put on the shower and I cry. Well, if somebody's in the house with me and I cry and I bring up everything that has been there. I go past whatever is there right now and I just let it out. The shower covers my crying. And if there's nobody in the house, I just sit down and have a really, really good cry. There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with feeling. Being emotional is not, um, some people will say for, for a man, for example, say, don't be like a woman. Be like a woman. We're just as human as you are. There's nothing wrong with showing how you feel. There's nothing wrong with expressing how you feel. I know someone who has had a, a very, very, is um, lost somebody very important to him. And I said, until you cry, I mean, this has been years and he has yet to cry. Until you cry, you're still angry at that person for dying. I don't think they had a choice in dying, but we have to cry and let them go. We can't just hold them in our heart all the, well, we can keep them in our heart, but not hold them in bitterness or you know, forgiveness that they've left us. I, 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 um, if a mother dies, for example, I don't think a mother wishes to leave their children. I don't think parents wish to leave their children at a young age. But things happen. So when you are ready to accept that that person is gone and they're gone forever, please call someone. Please call someone. Cry, um, have tea. I, I know for me that it, it's, it's not alcohol. For me, it's, um, it's coffee, it's tea, it's sweet things, it's chocolate. It says it makes you feel better. I don't really makes you feel better really at that point. But it suits me, it calms me down, you know? Um, right now, we're reading through the Bible with my pastor. And um, I, yes, I think it was yesterday, I read, I'm going to read it out now. I read, in, uh, we're, we're in Job now. So in Job 23, 6, there was something that I read that made quite an impression on me. So I'm going to read it out now. It says, would he contend with me in his great power? No, but he will take note of me. If that part that I like, he will take note of me. So no matter what it is you're going through, God is taking note of you. He hasn't forgotten and he has not left you. He knows your name. He knows every strand of hair on your head. He knows how bad you're feeling. It says he, cry, he feels with us. You know, when you're sad, it's sad. When you're happy, he's happy. He doesn't want his children sad, but these things happen. There's so many things that he doesn't want his children to be or to do that is going on. But when you are when you are grieving, when you are sad, when you're hurt, he is there. It says he will, he will take note of you. He is taking note of you. He is holding you now. I, I can just all I can do right now is pray that you feel, you feel, you actually you feel it, it, for some people I, I know I have felt physically that that God has given me a hug. So I'm going to pray that you feel him hugging you. You feel his love in your heart right now. You may be angry with him that someone's gone. You may be 
um, sad, you may be in that depression, you may be in any stage of the five stages of grief, but know that he is taking note of you. Know that he is loving you right now, right now. He is not moving. You might be moving from him, but he is not moving. It, will, it says, you know, he will never leave us, nor forsake us. So he is not moving right now. He is right there. It says, no matter how, you know, when the, when the flood comes, it's not going to drown you. When there's fire, you're not going to burn in it. it, is, it but right now, when you are grieving, when you are hurt, when you are crying, and then what? He has another appointment. He's on WhatsApp. No, no. He is right here for you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're going through, but he is right here. God knows that. I don't have to know it. I just have to say, please comfort your daughter, wherever she may be. Please comfort your son, whatever he may be going through. Let them know that you're taking note of them right now, right now. He loves you. Please believe that. Please don't think anything negative right now. Please, please. I don't know who this is for, and I don't know why I'm saying it, but I, I do know that today I needed to talk about grief, and someone is listening. I don't even know when you're going to watch this, but this is, this is for you. This is just for you. God wants you to know he's taking note of you, and he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows how you feel. He knows what you're going through. Bye for now. It's been coffee with Tim. Oh,